Sabonis brought it to him. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please go follow us on Instagram at all.pacers or Twitter at all underscore pacers. Join our great fan communities we have growing there. Uh, this is Jeremy, and with me, as always, is Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing today? Uh, pretty good there, buddy. Are you a trucker? <laughs> we had the same conversation last time, didn't we? I'm better now that basketball's back. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, but we had college basketball. That doesn't count as real basketball. <laughs> the way it lined up this year was actually better because you got conference tournaments going on while the NBA was off, which was nice to have actual, like, high, more competitive ba- college basketball going on. Did you watch any? Uh, like a, a second. And uh, I saw last night during the Duke game, there was a guy whose last name is Roach, and the bottom of their jerseys say Equality. So it says Roach Equality. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeremy informed me of a player on their team who is white, and his name is Hurt, so it says Hurt Equality. They also have a guy named Moore, so it says Moore More Equality. equality. Oh. So they have all sorts of different equalities. Hurt Moore Roach Equality. Uh, also, Duke pulled out of the tournament today, I saw, because well, of a COVID test. They didn't pull out. They just can't play. Oh. So. Okay. I what The way I heard was pulled oh, they out beat of the tournament. So I, they did. It was a highly frustrating game. Uh, I thought it was Chris Mack's worst coaching performance of the year. Is Chris so. Mack on the chopping block? No. Okay. Not like Archie Miller from IU? No. We, I had this conversation with some other friends earlier today just because hey. one- Hey. Hey. <laughs> are you allowed to have other friends? <laughs> Wait, yeah, are we I don't friends? Like this either. <laughs> I thought this was a business. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I just I thought we were something that I guess we weren't. Sorry for sorry for. Yeah, you, hopeful you better thinking. be sorry. <laughs> but uh, one bad coaching performance isn't enough to doom a guy to being fired. We're not IU fans. Yeah. What about well? What about four years of bad coaching? Then we can talk. Yeah. Sorry if IU fans are Archie apologists out there. I'm not quite an Archie apologist anymore. I've kind of changed my mind. I'm ready. Brad Stevens is on the chopping block soon, potentially. Oh, no. okay. So, hey, you fans, I'm IU sorry. Hope. I'm going to say it. You're delusional, <laughs> all of you, if you think you're getting Brad Stevens. You know who is available now, though? Lloyd Pierce from Atlanta because he got fired, which makes Nate McMillan the new head coach of the Atlanta That's Hawks. That's true. That is true. Uh, we haven't been around to talk about that yet. I, I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Um, surprised? I- I'm not. I thought it was a, a move to make him coach eventually when they hired him as assistant. I mean, I'm su- kind of surprised they moved so quick to fire him. Like, they've had tons of injuries and COVID stuff all year, so they haven't had a real chance to really play as a whole team, but they decided to make the move to fire him anyway, so I was a little surprised. Do you think New Orleans would accept a trade straight up Trey Young for Lonzo Ball, get a better three-point shooter in? Lonzo's hit, what, 15 more threes than Trey Young this yeah. year? That is true. <laughs> it's a crazy stat. It'd be great for your rookie card you just bought, Austin. I'm, hold on, I'm joining a FaceTime call. Why? <laughs> Live on podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, here, here's the weird, the craziest part about that Lonzo thing is he has more attempts in fewer minutes than Trey Young, which is just shocking. It's so crazy. Hawks. Yeah. And is that what you want if you're a Lonzo Ball or if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, uh, he's shooting the shooting the three a lot better this year. Yeah, so yeah, so. he yeah. has actually has a pretty good percentage. Yeah, I think it was an accident. Oh, all right, thanks well, for the I, update. Yeah, go go ahead and you just answer calls at any it point. It was our good it. friends Connor Williams and Jackie Wilson. Okay, as well as uh, two. Do they not know that we record on a, Thursdays? They don't know. Yeah, yeah well, they don't know much about anything. People have to block out the entire day because we don't know when we, we'll record on a Thursday. Yeah, it's usually that we'll get a text from someone like, hey, do you want to do the podcast today? And then we'll figure out the time. So it worked out today. Yeah, it did. Um, you were late to your own house. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, stat of the day? Stat of the day? Stat of the day? Stat of the yeah, day. I don't know why you pointed Jeremy. I've always got the stat of the day. <laughs> I keep it back here in my handy dandy notebook. Oh, Steve. Where's uh, Blue? <laughs> you know, he's no longer with us. What? Or she, you know what? Blue was a girl. Yeah. Blue was a girl. Sorry about that. What? Uh, you, didn't, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? How, I didn't know that too as a kid for a little bit. And then when I learned. How would I have known that? It is a thing. It's, people yeah, know. it's just like, oh, Blue's a girl. So, yeah. Magenta, also a girl. That makes sense. Why does that make sense? Because her name was Magenta. What boy do you know named Magenta? I know a boy named Imagine. Really? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Imagine Dragons. 
don't uh, know. Blue, boys. blue from the cartoon Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was a boy, uh, maybe. Also, oh, I don't know. Different beings. Yeah, yeah, but I've just never heard. I think a, blue was a a boy. Huh. All right. Well, there's your stat of the day. <laughs> a bonus stat of the day, if you will. And th- so mine is now the bonus stat of the no, day. No, that was the bonus. That was bonus stat of the day. Yeah. So okay, this is yes. just the normal, not like electric stat of the day, just like a this run is, of the mill. This is an intense stat of the day. Ooh. The stat of the day is a number. The number is 11. Today's number is 11. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, 11. Can you guys guess what it might be? Uh, my soccer number. Close. Well, it was, but uh, yeah, I can see that. that 11 assists. Oh. Uh, no, but... 11 blocks. Oh, James Harden's 11 turnovers. No, but it could have to do with all of that. 11 steals. You're you're red hot close. Uh, it is 11 players now in NBA history who have had a triple-double with steals. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. TJ McConnell is now the most recent one because in the times, maybe in the game after we recorded last, he had a triple-double with steals uh, and a come-from-behind win against the Cavs. He joins... Draymond Green, and I'm on Wikipedia on my phone, so I have to swipe across the screen. I remember that game, the Draymond game. Yeah. Draymond Green, Mookie Blaylock, uh, Clyde Drexler. Oh, twice. you know what? Actually, it's oh. 12. Well, yeah, 11. Clyde Drexler did do it twice. Um, Qui- Clyde Drexler did or Clyde did, Drexler. Did Clyde Drexler Oh, man. Well? You know what? It's only 10 players. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Clyde Drexler did it three times. I don't know. So, Rafe Lef- not Not Rafe LaFrance. Lafayette. <laughs> You'll understand why I got confused. It's a guy who played for the Nuggets named Lafayette Fat Lever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fat Lever. Alvin I said Fat Lever. Is it Lever? It might be Lever. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Alvin Robertson. Larry Steele. That name I've never heard of. Uh, uh, what a hey, great name! Great name for a guy <laughs> who had a steals triple double. Larry Steele, absolutely. Larry Kennan is tied for the record with eleven with Kendall Gill, who also did it. I do remember Kendall Gill. He okay. was on those uh, early two thousands Nets teams that yeah. went to two finals in a row. That's that's uh, T.J. McConnell, defensive juggernaut. Yeah. Joins the likes of Clyde Drexler, uh, Fat Lever, who's name you know when someone has a nickname and then you don't know their first name but then you hear their first name and it's oftentimes like you're disappointed i'm not disappointed by lafayette that's a cool name it is it yeah. is a cool name lafayette lever would you and be disappointed people if call them fat <laughs> <laughs> you'd be disappointed if it was wet La- west lafayette lever yeah I w- i'm very disappointed yeah um you know what you're right I, I don't like the name lafayette you know what though a nice college town i like west lafayette oh it's fun Interesting. All right. I've only been there once. It was for a couple hours, and I was only on Purdue's campus, so I don't really know anything about it. Pretty the fun, town. huh? Uh, I was exclusively in an auxiliary gym for a volleyball game. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Probably not that fun. It was fun. I ran into a friend from high school. It was, it was, it was good. Oh, See? and then when you left the auxiliary gym, they put the blinders on and then headphones to block out sound so yeah they, they like shuttled you to the limo they did not want us to look at anything else and thank you for assuming we got to go in a limo <laughs> well i know you what does that mean high class <laughs> i don't you know oh, you know okay. jeremy yeah, yeah high class that's that's what i think of i thought it was like a thing so that they wouldn't see any of the town like a like a north korea type yeah of no thing. we were blindfolded until we left west lafayette it was okay <laughs> NCAA has weird rules about this stuff. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're nine minutes and 25 seconds in, so do you want to banter for 30 more seconds to make it a, a square 10? Yeah, I'm going to tell you another TJ McConnell stat. Ooh, let's hear it. He, uh, in the past 20-ish years, I believe, has the highest uh, rate of stolen passes, higher than even Tony Allen and other like really good defenders. So uh, amazing. Really, really impressive stuff from McConnell this year. Him and Miles Turner on the court together have been really good on defense. The defensive numbers 
have been, I mean, obviously, like, steals and blocks when you put them together like that, two of the best in the league. Actually, where does TJ McConnell rank right now in, in the steals race? Does anyone, do you, either of you guys know? I guess, Austin, you'll look that I up. I don't know offhand. Potentially, no. but, I mean, when they're on the, the court, their numbers, the advanced stats, like, it's they're clearly uh, running the Sean defense. I think their their number is 91 point something. Um, I don't, what's that called? The The 91 point. Defensive rating. Yeah, defensive rating. So when they're on the court together, they've been stellar this year. And uh, it hasn't totally translated into the Pacers' record yet. Hopefully it will. Miles Turner offensively has been uh, – the offensive rating when he's on the court without Sabonis has been really good as well to this year. So hopefully it changes. Austin, you have the stat for TJ McConnell – or points per game leaders. Uh, well, I can tell you TJ McConnell is not a points per game leader. Okay. <laughs> oh, did I – I mean steals per game. <laughs> <laughs> he does lead the league in steals per game, though, with two uh, – which it always seems like there's a, the the leader is always above two. Maybe people aren't turning over as much this year, but yeah, he's at two even, followed by Drew Holiday at one point eight, and then Van Vliet at one seven, and then there's a mix of guys at one six and so on. Future, so current pacer and future pacer first and second on this list. <laughs> According to your wishful thinking. Oh, yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah, I was like, who's number two? Uh, you said he's not a leader in points per game, but he probably is leading the league in feet to nearest defender when he's behind the three-point line because guys, the other teams just beg him to shoot threes whenever <laughs> he's on the court. And if you know anything about TJ McConnell, you know that he doesn't take open shots. And it's if only you know anything else about TJ McConnell, you know he misses those threes when he <laughs> takes them. True. A lot of our players do this year, other than Jeremy Lamb. So, Hey, uh, at least they're trying. <laughs> By the way, I'm fully – we're talking about defense. I'm fully in the camp now of stop giving it to centers, defensive player of the year. I'm fully in that oh, camp now. I, no I'm, more for that. I'm partially in that camp just because it's kind of ridiculous that it goes to a center automatically all the time, and it seems like it's because of defensive rebounding over everything else. Which, yeah, like, of course those guys will lead in blocks and rebounds. Which makes sense when you – if you get a defensive rebound, you in the other team's possession. So that's the ultimate goal of defense. So that's why it attributes to so much. But you would think that some guys that play perimeter defense, you got to look at some other stats to give these guys perimeter a chance. Perimeter defense is so much harder. Yeah, and there's so many guys that are really good at it that never yeah. sniff defensive players. So start, should we start giving it to guards who come off the bench and lead the league in steals? Maybe. I would rather give it to TJ McConnell than Rudy Gobert. I'll say that oh. right now. I agree. I'd rather give it to TJ McConnell and Miles Turner <laughs> over Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I'd rather give it to TJ McConnell than Miles Turner. Because my thing is, when these centers, it doesn't matter, all of them, whenever they guard Jokic, Embiid, whoever the third best center, Sabonis, like, they can't ever stop these guys. They That's never. True. All these guys were always going to get their stats, even on off game. I mean, Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> Drummond is uh, a, a questionable player. I question if uh, we might even talk about him later. We oh if we will, we will, uh, we will. Uh, yes, I have sure it written will. down. He's we're so good that the Cavs said, "You know what? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna play." You. I mean, we know he's good as Pacer fans, but maybe the Cavs are wrong. Uh, have we, have we thought about that? <laughs> maybe we're right. Them the and Cavs the Pistons are wrong. were wrong. <laughs> and the Pistons. <laughs> and the other team who's about to take him is wrong. The Lakers. I bet. Oh, wait. That would make them right. Excuse me. Whatever. This is enough Andre Drummond talk for <laughs> yeah. me. Bottom more. line, no more centers getting Defensive Player of the Year. Please, NBA. Well, I mean, when you watch some of the stellar center defenders in the league, too, like when you watch Miles Turner lead the defensive, like he's the guy calling all the shots, telling people where to be. He does a lot more than just protect the paint. Uh, I hope no one heard the motorcycle in the background. That was pretty loud. But, Miles, like I said, Miles Turner uh, leads the charge on defense. He's telling people where to be. I think that's important, too. When you think about wing players, like, they're not doing all of that stuff. I, well, that's I because doubt. they can't, though. Yeah, but shouldn't if you're you give in the center, If you're in the center, you're in the back line. Yeah, you're the guy directing traffic because you're the guy who can see it all. It's, yeah, but that, that shouldn't penalize you. I'm not saying it penalizes. It's just uh, you might be overreacting to it a little bit. My what, thing is, well, why am I defending Miles Turner as a defender against you guys? This you're not. I <laughs> tweeted today he should be the defensive player of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying Breezy has a good point about centers. Yeah. My thing is if these guys can't stop the best players at their own position, which time and time again they showed they cannot, sometimes they can't, in the case of 
Gobert, these guys can't even stay on the floor in a playoff game because they become a liability on offense. Uh, you know, I just I think it's ridiculous. Give it to somebody like McConnell, like Ben Simmons, like whoever. Lou Dort is a great de- perimeter defender who's probably not even going to be in the top five. Paul George should have won it one year, and it wasn't even a conversation for people who voted on it. It seemed like they just gave it to Rudy Gobert. Like, yeah, he led even, the league in steals. Didn't even question it. Yeah. That, that, sometimes, it's weird stuff like that, that when you're like, maybe we should do this a different way. The weirdest one was when I think it was DeAndre Jordan was first team all defensive center, but uh-huh. Marcus Gasol won defensive player of the year. <laughs> Yeah, and you get those weird ones like that because diff- I think different people vote on different things, and they vote. If you've ever listened to the Bill Simmons podcast, you know he talks about the weird ways he votes for things. He's like, "Well, I voted this for for one guy to be this, but I didn't vote him yeah, like, higher than another guy on this other list." It's like, "Well, why do you do it that way? It doesn't make any sense." Well, he he recently said he votes. What was it? His All Star starters based on what team he thinks would be the best. Like players wise, he doesn't just pick the five best players in the conference. He picks the team that he thinks would fit together the best. Luckily, the All Star game is an yeah. inconsequential vote. Well, that doing it that way doesn't even make sense anymore because you get the captains pick the teams now. Oh, so yeah. So whatever true. team you're voting in doesn't even play yeah. together. Well, I think when he voted because he has a vote for starters, I believe. Let's not talk about Bill Simmons, but uh, you don't want to talk do about Ben Simmons, Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> well. So Hopefully runner-up to T.J. McConnell. Runner-up but TG Pacers, McConnell, anyway, in, uh, I mean, altogether, Miles Turner is leading the league in blocks per game, and I guess T.J. McConnell is leading in his steals per game. So that's pretty yep. cool. Hasn't really reflected on our record, like I said. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. And who knows? We might be one of the, the worst teams in the standings after this uh, stretch of games that we're going to talk about later, but uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see. Hopefully <laughs> that defense translate into not giving up as many points as they have <laughs> That'd be great. All right, well, speaking of the All-Star game, we just had this game and the whole All-Star weekend condensed into one night on Sunday night. Uh, What were some of your guys' big takeaways from the night? I know Sabonis won the skills challenge. He came in second last year and improved on that performance. He seemed to be the only guy really trying out there. (laughs) It is weird how little some of these guys care about doing this when you volunteered to do it. Yeah, and also, no, they had to have cared because you get a trophy. Like, that's cool. They are so lackadaisical <laughs> when they're running up. They're and down just that trying court. to be cool. Like you know, they all want that trophy. Chris Paul well, missed a layup. Get, they don't want to get hurt too. <laughs> Missing a layup is yeah, inexcusable. Uh, dude, yeah. if you get hurt doing the skills challenge, there's something like you shouldn't even be in the league. Well, that's why they go so slow. Oh my gosh! I mean, Sabonis isn't even going. He's not sprinting full out. Look, Sabonis. But, Sabonis was meant to win this year after losing last year. Maybe it's good. Oh wait, did he lose? I thought he won it last year. He no. got second. Oh okay. Yeah, it was it was destiny. When was last year the year Jason Tatum won, or was that two years ago? I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. It was the year I'm thinking of is when Jason Tatum hit the half court three. There the half court shot to beat Trey Young in that round. But um, no, because it was a center. Because I think five of the past skills challenge winners have been centers, right? Five, six of the last seven. Six of the last seven. Yeah, that's unreal. So uh, Sabonis looked really good. Um, and hey, in I'm the skills challenge, in the skills challenge, and I'm really, I'm really, I'm proud of him for bringing home the trophy. We can say he is the most skilled player in the NBA. R- which, yeah, I, I don't think there's any falsities to that statement. So, is that a word, falsity? Uh, probably not. Well, nope. We'll go with it. Uh, next up that night was the three point contest, and I'm going to say something that I think a lot of people would agree with. This on All Star Saturday night, three point contest should be the headliner. It should be the last thing. Like the dunk contest has lost its luster. It's not they any good. They need to change the dunk contest. Yeah. How do you fix the dunk contest? Well, I would like to see not bench warmers and role players in the dunk contest. Um, they need to switch it from one to a hundred on the grading as opposed to just one through ten. Because uh, you know, you get a an eighty five is a big difference from an eight or a nine so or maybe they just can do decimals out of ten or do decimals sure uh but that's something that they should fix um and then the i think it would be better if they just let guys go and just rattle off 
a series of dunks. They did that the one year that John Wall won or his team. Do you remember that when Paul George was in it? It might have been 2017, 2016. He was in it for the Pacers, and they were just like taking turns doing dunks, and I thought it was awful. Oh, well, really? not yeah. doing it in teams, but just yeah. the individual. Yeah. I remember what you're talking about with the teams. I didn't like that. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, the X Games does this when with uh, they do with their like freestyle contests and stuff. You'll do jams, so you have two minutes. Guys, it just goes in a circle. Guys take their two minutes. Everyone else goes. They're up again, and then it's overall feel from the judges wins the whole thing. So you're not being judged individually on each dunk. It would be overall performance on the night. Which would probably give guys a better chance. Like Cassius Stanley had the best, probably the best dunk, one of the two best dunks I think on his first dunk, and it was the low score in the first round. Yeah, because he went first, and it just didn't make any sense. I like that idea. I think you guys are onto something. The freestyle. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be if there were six hoops in like a circle? Well, not they don't all go at the same and time. ramps, and they're all on skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like now, something that will keep stars out. Now, what if they moved it to the middle of summer in Austin and they just did a whole skateboarding competition? Love it. They could call it the NBA games. <laughs> there you go. Slash dunk contest. Yeah. They have to dunk at some point because we're changing the dunk contest. <laughs> um, yeah, Cassius Stanley got robbed a little bit on that first. Th- I mean, obviously, he got a 44 out of 50. Um, the judges were... I mean, I liked the judges this year. They were all former dunk contest uh, competitors. I don't know if they all had they all won the they dunk contest before. Atlanta Hawks They're all too. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, and they were all in the dunk contest before. I didn't even put that Atlanta Hawks thing together. Yep. <laughs> I missed mm-hmm. that if they said it, but um, yeah, I I I mean, I didn't love the outcome either. Like, and Fernie Simons won, right? Who I think, you know, that's what. Like, I'm not opposed to role players being in the dunk contest. But, I mean, until we get another, like, Zach Levine type of player and Aaron Gordon type of player battling it out, I don't think the dunk contest is ever going to be, like, where we expect it to be. Because how many more dunks are there left to do that we haven't seen before? Not many. I mean, we've, we've really... never seen anybody, like, spin to the s- on their side. You know what I'm saying? Like a propeller? Yeah. Like, if you could jump, spin, <laughs> like, uh, like, throwing your shoulder downward for the listeners you throw your shoulder downward and you flip and as you're gumming you're flipping back over you dunk it i don't think you're gonna get enough lift to do that i wouldn't but maybe a guy who's six (laughs) foot ten might no i think you could with the right if you train for four months i think you could if i train for four (laughs) months i train for four months i might be able to dunk on a nine and a half foot goal (laughs) i used to be able to dunk on a nine foot goal i don't think i can anymore I dunked a pair of socks on a 10-foot goal once whenever a basketball. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> I, I mean, it was yeah, a, I'm trying to visualize it. It was a too. really thick pair of socks, though. Doesn't that count? <laughs> like uh, knee socks? Like wool no, knee socks? No, they were ankle socks, of course. But were, so they <laughs> a little, were they a little <laughs> stiff, those socks? No, they were, they were just regular socks. They weren't stiff socks, though. So, okay. <laughs> but... Um, I did get a video sent to me today of Oladipo. You might have seen it, Jeremy. Um, he did a 360 dunk he, with the ball in his left hand, threw it off the backboard in the air, and then caught it with his right and dunked it. Nice. So I haven't seen that in a dunk contest cool dunk. before. That's yeah. a cool dunk. So, I, you know, the, maybe the right person will come around to revive the dunk contest. I'm sure we've said this before, the Zach Levine-Aaron Gordon battles, mm-hmm. but maybe not because when was the Dwight Howard-Nate Robinson one? It wasn't like that long before that either right those battles that was at least 10 yeah years that, ago, that, was a, that was a while ago oh okay well what I, you know what i really didn't like was when obi toppin did that dunk he did a dunk that was really cool and then kenny smith was like oh zach levine did that in the dunk line a week ago or whatever right i was like well, yes. who cares it's still a cool dunk and if you're on tv sell the dunk contest yeah yeah i think that's the thing they missed too it's like just because We've seen it before, or it looks like something other guys can do. doesn't take away from yeah. how good it is. But also, most people probably hadn't even seen True. Zach Levine. I hadn't seen it, yeah. so I didn't even know what he was talking about. You haven't seen it? I guess I'm not cool. The I'm only people I see dunking warm-ups is Vince Carter, because those get out and make the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, S- the Sabonis was in the All-Star game. He was. He played a lot, too. Yeah, how much? <laughs> Four minutes. <laughs> Hey, that's four minutes more than any other Pacer this year. Than a lot of uh, NBA stars, even. Hey, um, 
since we don't have anything to talk about with Sabonis in the All-Star game, I actually wrote down a bunch of names of NBA players in history who have made two All-Star games and some who have made one. Because now Sabonis has made two All-Star games, which I think moves him to third all-time or fourth all-time in Pacers history. Oh, wow. Uh, tied with Oladipo, obviously. Jermaine O'Neal's number one. I think he had eight. Reggie Miller made four, six or five. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and read a list of names of NBA players who have made two all-star teams. And I, I'm, I might make it to where you guys can guess. I don't know a lot about all these guys and when they made it because I didn't write the years down. But let me read some of these. It's kind of surprising. So former Pacer, former at, uh, New Orleans Hornet. David West. David West made two. There's a long list. I'm not going to make you guess on all of them, but I, I will for the he first one. two as a Pacer? Two as a Hornet. Not as a, these aren't as Pacers. These are just players in NBA oh, history. Two total. Okay. So these are just okay. guys who have the same accolades as Demonis Sabonis as far as All Star games. Gotcha. Maybe they they probably played more minutes in All Star games though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I would be I would not be surprised if Sabonis is under twenty minutes played in All Star game history. Uh, for sure, he might be under ten. You think? <laughs> I don't remember how much he played last year. Probably but not it a lot. Wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, this next guy played for the San Diego Clippers and the Portland Trailblazers. Bill Walton. Yeah, Bill Walton made two. Um, I don't That's know. That's crazy to yeah. think about. I didn't guess him because I was. I thought there's no way he only made two. Yeah. So him and Sabonis are equally good. <laughs> but Sabonis is still playing. He can make more. So you say what you yeah. want about that. Um, this uh, Jerry Stackhouse. I'll just start reading some. Jerry Stackhouse, Stephon Marbury, Danny Manning. Um, Man, Marbury only making two is crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Carlos Boozer, Baron Davis, Karan Butler, Elton Brand. Victor Oladipo. Elton Brand only made two All-Star games? Yeah. Um, and then He so was like a lock for 20 and 10 for like I, eight years. I yeah. saved some names for you guys, okay? Former Chicago Bull, former Piston, former Spur, former Laker. Made two. Bull, Piston, Spur, Laker? Yeah. Oh, Rodman. Rodman made two All-Star games. Uh, former Memphis Grizzly and f- potentially future Pacer, if I got my wishes. Former group. Well, so well actually, Jeremy drafted him in the Pacers draft what's a couple his weeks other, ago. What's his other team? What's it, the team he's on now? Well, he's not on a team right now. He's retired. Oh, oh Zach Randolph. Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach Randolph made two. Um, uh, I did not draft him. You did. Oh, that's right. I did. Yeah. Of course I did. Why would I assume you did? <laughs> he's also a former Blazer and King. Yeah, I just I didn't want to confuse you guys too much because I thought it was already confusing the way I said it. It was actually more confusing than it would have been otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did I already say Antoine Jameson? Antoine Jameson made two. Uh, former Pacer center, great. Brad Miller. No, more recent. Was on the 2013-2016. Roy Hibbert. Through that year. Yeah, Roy Hibbert made oh. two with the Pacers. Former Spur, sixth man, superstar. Ginobili? Yeah, Ginobili. Uh, wow, superstar. Ginobili only made I, don't know about I guess it makes sense he was a sixth man. It's crazy how some ga- Jermaine O'Neal made eight and is not going to make the Hall of Fame. There's no chance. Ginobili made two, and he is going to be a first ballot. Well, then some of the guys who only made one are in the Hall of Fame. I didn't write all their names down, but also the last guy who's made two, maybe the greatest player in NBA history. Michael Jordan. Will Chamberlain. Only Andre, two. Andre Drummond has made two. So uh, that's a, that's, oh God, that's, that's a, a long a... list of guys who have made two. All, <laughs> Sabonis is, is – I mean, he could still make more All-Star games. A lot of these guys you see, they had three really good years, made the All-Star game twice, and were good the rest of their career but never made it again. We'll see if Sabonis can, uh, you know, make something out yeah. of his career even more than what it already is. So that's cool. All and right. Then can we do a uh, your life's on the line bet here? Yeah, let's do it. Your life's on the line. Sabonis over under four and a half all-star games in his career. So he's got to make Ooh. three more or, or just Look, two more if you take the under. Sabonis has been so good for the Pacers. I, I got to say under. I gotta say under. I know I feel really bad saying it as a you know Pacer fan, but I I can't imagine he's gonna keep getting voted. You better in. hope he doesn't get that good, or you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm rooting against him the rest of his career. Pretty much. Well, I he can I'm at gonna, least make two more. I'm gonna say under as well, but just because like he's he's on the bubble this year and last year, he was one of the guys who were like maybe he'll make it. So it's one of these times it's not gonna go his way, and yeah, he'll be left out. Totally, and I mean, we'll see how the the East changes going forward lebron's in the west the east will probably keep getting better at this point too 
Yeah. Um, the league tends to balance it's the whole itself league is out just that getting way. Better. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, and I mean, so if he makes five All Star games, this is my question: If he makes five All Star games, are we getting killed like just like in an instant, or are you going to have anything to do with Sabonis, it? How's this work? I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I, I hope, you know, for your guys' sake, that he doesn't make five All Star games. Arvidas will show up with some of his uh, old USSR buddies and oh gosh that's how we <laughs> end our lives <laughs> where where is it? Lithuania yeah where he's from yeah. yep alright let me read I'll go through this list really quick of guys who've just made one all-star game okay this is who Sabonis has made more all-star games than Sharif Abdul-Rahim Bill Bradley Antonio and Dale Davis not combined but separately each made one Danny Granger Gordon okay. Hayward this one's crazy to me. Andre Iguodala made one. Sabonis has more also. Wow, and he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Andre Kirilenko, DeAndre Jordan, Kenyon Martin, Michael Red, Rick Smits, former Pacer, Ron Artest made one. That's it, just one. Huh. He um, only made one. Wow. Yeah, and just keep in mind, these are players that Sabonis statistically and technically are better than, okay? <laughs> uh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> has only made one. Real disappointing career he so sucks, far. Yeah, Mark Jackson, former Pacer, and Kyle Korver. I just included him last minute, but Kyle Korver just made one. And yeah. if you remember, it was the that Hawks year where they were just really good. Jeff Teague made that All Star team yeah. too for his only appearance. But uh, yeah, Sabonis is in good company so far. Hopefully, he can what keep year did better. Smiths make it in? Uh, I think it was the eighties. Oh wow, the eighties. Yeah. The- Late eighties. Let me look this up. Yeah, How I, long did he I'm play? thinking eighty eight, but that might he be only Mark Jackson. Like seven or eight years, I feel like. All right, I'm on it. In the meantime, do you want to move on to the next segment? Yes. Yeah, we can do that. Which is upcoming games. Yeah, and there are some tough ones. Let me tell you. Oh boy, all four of them. <laughs> yeah, not super excited, judging by how the past few <laughs> games have gone, but here we are. The first one is on Friday, March 12th, which for all of you likely is today. So be sure you tune in for the game. It's a late one, 1030 against the Lakers in L.A. Uh, what I will say is the Lakers are 0-3 against the Pacers in the past three games played against us. So am I crazy to think that... The have they played this year already? No. Am I crazy to think the losing streak is going to continue for the Lakers? Probably. Yeah. Okay. This rep. Lakers team, though, without Davis. And Montrez Harrell's so going much. through something, apparently, right? Did you see his tweet? He's, yeah, uh, Montrez Harrell, I think he's got some, uh, I don't know, depression or something. Uh, it doesn't sound good. He had an alarming tweet, for those of you who didn't see it a couple days ago. Um, and we wish so nothing but the best hope, to Montrez Yeah, Harrell. I hope that guy's okay. Um I don't know. I mean, obviously, he had a lot of stuff going on when he was in the bubble as well. Yeah, so um, I expect a win for the Pacers, Jeremy, if you were asking. Well, we got a arrested LeBron. Well, I think we match up well at the small forward position, especially against the Lakers. Sorry, I was looking up that Montrez Harrell Yeah, no, you didn't I, overreact I to what I said. <laughs> I hadn't seen it yet. What did you say? I said I think we especially match up well at the small forward position against the Lakers. Doug McDermott ha, against okay, Kyle yeah. It's not funny. This I, I hate repeating it. I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Doug McDermott. Kyle Kuzma was on the bench right now, isn't he? Doesn't he come off the bench? I feel like he's in the crunch. Oh, down. no, he's a starter oh, now because Anthony Davis yeah, is out. Moved into yeah, the starter. Which I picked him up in our fantasy league, Kyle Kuzma, and I think I actually just dropped him now that I say that out loud. So never mind. Disregard well, that. <laughs> he's available if you guys want him. <laughs> uh, following that game, on Friday, our road trip continues with a trip to Phoenix on Saturday to face the Suns. Jack, what do you expect from this one? Uh, Suns, I mean, the Suns have looked really good this year. They're honestly, like, where they're at right now are a top-four team in the NBA. And, I mean, Chris Paul's brought a lot of atten- uh, intensity to that team. Devin Booker's taking another step. DeAndre Ayton looks good, as always. Um, and, I mean... Say his I, name. Say his name. Say his name. Who do you want me to say? Say his name. Uh, I I want to say Robert Paulson because oh of Fight God. Club. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mikael Bridges' erasure. He's so good. He oh, yeah, Mikael Bridges, uh, former 76er, um, was drafted by them. 
Do you oh, remember that right. draft? His mom works for the 76ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drafted him and then immediately <laughs> traded him. That was crazy. They, man. He's Imagine from Villanova, too. Yeah. Imagine if they had him. Man, that would be crazy. But um, It's especially egregious that you could remember his name because he dropped 34 in the Pacers when they beat us back in January. Yeah, he was on our uh, Pacers or against the Pacers All-Star team. Wait, you guys never gave me hints. You just said say his name. <laughs> say I his name. just figured you'd know. <laughs> so uh, you usually – uh, elevate these guys who have good games against the Pacers to a weird pedestal that's just like a notch below the top tier guys in the league. Well, no. Usually, I put them at the same tier as the top notch guys in the league. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah, let's get one thing straight. But, uh, no, Mikhail Bridges isn't quite there. If he has another game against us and he just completely outplays Miles Turner, then yeah. That's usually, that's the requirements, is you have to have a good game against us and outplay Miles Turner. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> in this game. <laughs> It probably will if he had 34 points. He's averaging 34 points per game against us this year. <laughs> to be clear, that is statistically in correct. One game. So, <laughs> one game sample. Yeah, just don't forget it. He's been stellar against the Pacers. Was in was on all of our all-star teams against the Pacers. That's right. Worth no, worth noting. But yeah, I expect the Pacers with all that being said, I do expect the Pacers to win. <laughs> okay. Uh another road game this one on Monday the 15th at Denver. What do you think about this one, Jack? Look, Denver's been okay this year. Um, they have a, a MVP candidate in Nikola Jokic who, you know, you, like I expect to have a pretty good game, just like an average game like usual against the Pacers. But um, the one thing I'm hoping for, not even speaking about the Nuggets anymore because I think the Pacers are going to win, but the one thing I am hoping for in this stretch is um, I'm hoping to see Sabonis play a little less minutes. Hopefully they start um, – stretching him out a little bit. His offensive numbers and defensive numbers for defensive and offensive rating have been down drastically this year. I sent a stat to you guys earlier, or the the website, where mm-hmm. he was bottom five on the Pacers in net rating this year. Yeah. Um, I think uh, fifth to last. I don't want to say bottom five. Like, he's the third worst. <laughs> I think he was fifth worst on the Pacers. And I think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, first of all, he's playing against the best players every night. Like, he's not a role player coming I think in. that stat for him has a lot more to do with the minutes he's playing than anything else. That's what I think, too. So I'm hoping... And we keep getting blown out by 20, 30 points. He's on the floor the whole time. His rating is going to be worse than guys who play a lot less For minutes, sure. So. And what is uh, something that's worth mentioning, too, this year is Miles Turner's having his best net rating year of his career, offensive and defensive. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's higher ranked offensively when he's on the court without Sabonis, um, and he's higher ranked defensively when he's on the court without Sabonis, which isn't surprising, but the offensive one is. But if we can figure out, because the net rating for Sabonis in the past few years has been so good um, when he's not on the court with Miles Turner, if we can get them playing at that level again, um, like collectively, then or keep Miles Turner playing at his level, get Sabonis back to where he was, then who knows how good this Pacers team can be. But I think, like you said, a lot of this has to do with Sabonis playing too many minutes, getting worn out, and um, until something changes there, who knows. But I think we're going to see him play a lot of minutes against some of these teams that have a bigger front. And, um, I mean, I don't know. What What do you think? Uh, I'll keep saying this, and I've been saying it. Until we get Karis LeVert and TJ Warren back, there's not going to be much change. We traded away our best playmaker in Victor Oladipo, didn't get anything immediately avail- available in return. So there, we don't have the creative uh, output that Oladipo had at getting his own shot. So we get stuck in our sets a lot, and it reflects on how – poorly they end up playing sometimes for sure and i think you nailed it like he was a shot creator and we don't have a shot creator right now really i mean we said at the beginning of the year he's probably the third best player on the team now behind brogdon and sabonis but we missed that he was the most creative player on the team yeah so and that was an important distinction that we missed at the beginning of the year Yeah, totally and i mean when doug mcdermott's your third best scorer you Honestly, Yikes. like he's been good. <laughs> yeah, you honestly expect to be a mid-level to. I mean, worse to be fair, team. he's having a career year. He is by far, but it's because he's been being thrust into this role where yeah. he's not just coming off the bench and yeah. shooting those uh, around the screen threes. Like he's being asked to create shots and create for others, and it's just it's not his role. He was at Creighton. <laughs> I know we're <laughs> expecting Creighton, Doug McDermott, and we're we're seeing a lot of it, but that's not what you need in the NBA. Uh, well, this run of games ends on Wednesday with a game against the Nets. Uh, tough, real Oof. tough four games in the middle of a real, really tough stretch of seven games, all but one of which 
in this or on the road. This Nets game is the lone game at home coming up here. Oh well, then an easy win, right? <laughs> I assume you would have said that anyway. <laughs> uh, best case scenario for us is the Nets all take a break. Well, last game we played against them, Durant was out. Yeah, and they killed us. <laughs> so, if we get more of them to There's be nothing out, nothing to be that ashamed be nice. about. They've killed a lot of teams. That's true. Him. That's true. Yeah, well, I'm not ashamed. We didn't even let Austin talk about the Nuggets because I know you do like the Nuggets, like more than the Pacers. No, I'm, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> do okay. you? Huh? Well, you were framing it that oh, way. Oh no, no, no! I hope not. You're I like a lot of teams because I like you're a lot big of Michael. You're a big Michael Porter believer. Yes. Are you, you know, still? I, I I go back and forth on Michael Porter so much this year because I watch a lot of Nuggets ball. The last four games, they went into the break on a four-game winning streak. He uh, started to look like some things are coming together. He he also had COVID this year, then broke protocol, or maybe he was in the protocol. I don't know if he had COVID or not, but. Either way, he was in protocol once, broke it on the last day, so then he was in protocol again. They've been one of those teams that have had a lot of injuries and stuff. Um, Plus, not to mention his brittle bones. His brittle bones from apparently never eating meat. Yeah, allegedly. Or or drinking milk. Allegedly, he's been vegan his whole life. (laughs) So maybe he's just been taking a lot of calcium. uh, I I would hope if he's not eating. Yeah, I I would hope. If he's been vegan, he better be. A lot of iron. Yeah, which you can get from vegetables, but that's uh, true. Does it save that for the all dot nutrition pod? <laughs> yeah, probably. Or the all nutrition. But pod. no, I, I'm just, uh, Michael Porter is still one of the biggest trade assets in the NBA. Yeah, would you trade him straight up for Victor Oladipo if you were the Nuggets? Absolutely not. Interesting. All right, I might. I no, think I would. No way. I think I would right now. A twenty-one, maybe twenty-one-year-old guy. I think you go for your your third scorer being better than Michael Porter Jr. Because no. Jokic and Murray have been really good this year. Jokic has been uh, uh, Murray has been really good the last two or three weeks. Right, right. Before that, before that, no. So but it was fatigue from the bubble, right? I think it's a mix of that, and he was he going did back have, to his he did have some injuries that he was dealing with as well. Yeah, so that's what we think about the Nets game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be to sum up, our thoughts on the Nets game are the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> And our thoughts on the Nuggets game are the Nets. Oh, yeah. It's cyclical. It goes back and forth mm-hmm. as these things tend to do. So, for honestly, when you're looking at this Nets game, if you're the Pacers, it's attack the center position, especially when they're playing Bruce Brown a lot of minutes at the, the rolling five. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is screaming another huge minute game from Sabonis, unless the Nets blow us out early, which could be the case too. Well, so you know who they just added. Oh, that's right, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. I don't know. He <laughs> Who's going to uh, take the Bruce Brown role? Hey. He should be available for this game. <laughs> Sheesh, dude. I totally I don't know that, that Blake Griffin will play all that much. I'm, but I'm, as a Blake Griffin, huge, big old, big fan, I'm very happy for him. I was mostly kidding. I don't think Blake Griffin's going to have much of an impact for the Nets. Like yeah. He's he's a nice piece. You can throw him throw him off the bench. He can. He's a shooter now. That's pretty much all you're going to get yeah. out of him, but... Hey, I'll let you blindly reach into my box of cards if you can tell me how many all-star games that Blake Griffin made in his career, has made. Ooh. Because I looked this up earlier when I was doing the all-star game research. I'll tell you, the number might surprise you. I I don't know, maybe. (laughs) You sound like a real podcast host now. (laughs) All right, so do you have any idea of how many it might be? So he's been in the league 11 years. Uh, I'm going to say he's made six All-Star games. He's made six All-Star Nailed it. Games. Let me reach in that box. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab my box later, and then I'll let you reach in it to grab a card. So so he's made as many, Reg- uh, uh, <laughs> as many Reggie Millers as an All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll look that up. But uh, let, let's – I mean, do we have anything else we need to say about the Nets? I, I think I that is a huge addition for them, getting Blake Griffin. He's it essentially taking it, yeah, I don't think it will be huge. But it's he's replacing the Bruce Brown minutes, a, right? Well, Bruce Brown's been really good. Yeah. So. But you got Blake Griffin, who's going to roll to who the basket. Might not, who might not be better than Bruce Brown, he, if we're being I don't honest. think he has knees anymore. Yeah, he can't. He hasn't dunked in, t- <laughs> in 
almost S- two calendar years. Since December 2019, he has not dunked. Yeah. That's insane. And the funniest part of that stat for me is I think that's only like 25 games for him. Yeah. And it's been a season and a half. That's all he's been able to uh, play. All right. Better player all time, Blake Griffin or Reggie Miller? Reggie Miller. Reggie's made five all-star games. Re- Reggie Miller. Yeah. That's five I, if all-star Blake Griffin game appearances. never had his injuries, though, I think it would have been Blake Griffin. One of them made a final. Led his team to the finals, yeah. It's true. Blake Griffin was never the best player on his team. Uh, he was that year. Chris Paul was out a yeah. lot. Yeah, he was third in MVP. So like voting. Eric Bledsoe never existed. <laughs> Not you, that year. When you took the, the best player off his team, he was the best player. <laughs> yeah, he w- But he was third in MVP voting that That's year. That's true. That's true. Oh really? Yeah. Well, Blake Griffin was really listen, kids. Hey, if you're young out there, <laughs> Blake Griffin was really freaking good. Now. You might think he's still really good. He's not. He hasn't been. I think that last part sounded like it was just for Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Jack? Hey, listen, kids. (laughs) That's our nickname for Jack. So flawless transition. We're actually inside now because it started raining. It was a torrential downpour. Yeah, I'm not a weatherman or anything. but Kids over there is apparently (laughs) deaf because he couldn't hear the rain. (laughs) Thank you. You remembered. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nickname I was trying to shake. Part of the reason we moved inside, but I guess that's who I am now, kids. 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 Old kids. But do you want to uh, move on uh, to the trade segment? Let's do it. Okay. I always like trades. So I don't know, Austin, if you had a chance to make any of your uh, mock trades for this. I know you're pretty good at this, and it's kind of your thing. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about players that are being made available by trade and how the Pacers could get into the mix, potentially. Your answer could be they won't for these guys. Spoiler alert. Is that all of? Is that going to be your answer for all of them? You know me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I mostly have like good players. I don't have like some of the guys who probably will get traded, like Wayne Ellington level guys, mm-hmm. which is always a possibility that Wayne Ellington gets moved. But um, yeah, there's a lot of guys who you see their name thrown around uh, sometimes. But like when you think about this, you like when I think about this, there's always the guys that I think. Uh, or the guys that I think could get traded, like Brad Beal, Marcus Aldridge, obviously now Drummond, like those names, Thad Young. But then when you like start doing research, there's so many, and it's all names that you've heard. So I have yeah. a ton of names. We can stop and talk about whichever ones you want, or you can just let me keep going. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys have other traits too of guys that I haven't mentioned, let me know. So I'm just gonna go down the list. Let me know if you think the Pacers are gonna get involved, or if this guy's even gonna get traded. So let's just start Brad Beal. Not, not getting traded. traded. <laughs> the Cookie Monsters the cookie. stepped in. Okay, Brad Beal, no trade. <laughs> He's a big Beal guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a possibility for Beal unless we um, traded a lot of like Sabonis, Bragdon, etc. Bragdon. I don't think Bragdon. there's a possibility for any team. Yeah, I don't think he's moving. Really? Not I, yet. I think he made it clear he wants to stay there. But if the Pacers came up and was like, hey, we'll give you six first rounds, Malcolm Brogdon and Devonis Sabonis, you'd of say course, yes. Of course, yeah. Yeah. There, so there's a possibility he gets traded. No. <laughs> uh, DeMar DeRozan, future Pacer? No. I um, think that would be a really good player for the Pacers to go after if he were under contract. Yeah. It sounds like it's a fire sale in San Antonio right now. Well, I think, I think he's the one that won't be traded. Really, that team. It's going to be Lamarcus and Rudy Gay, which is another name on here. Rudy Gay. Uh, nah. Nah. I mean, that's one that I don't even know if there would be any point of getting that. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge. See, here, here's how oh. I'm doing this math. Let's it's, hear it. If I don't think the players we're getting in these trades are better it, outside of Beal, Beal was for a different reason. But if they're not going to be better than T.J. Warren and Karis Levert. Why would I give up players when we can just wait for, to get Tr- these guys? True, back? which is a great way to think about it, too. So um, going along that, LaMarcus Aldridge? Uh, no. <laughs> get out of here. You don't want to back up power forward for the San Antonio Spurs? Get out of here. We need more big men. We could start them at the three. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, a name that I've recently heard, Kristaps Porzingis. You believe in him? Three-point shooting center who doesn't go in the paint, and he's seven foot three. I do believe he exists. Is that what you're asking? He's a unicorn. Do you believe in that? I believe in him. He's starting to get his game back. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, the only time will tell. We'll say if he can uh, stay on the court. I wouldn't be, you know what, if I'm the Pacers, if there was some sort of Miles Turner for 
Porzingis swap. Hey, I don't I don't think you should uh, be allergic to that. No, I I, I agree. invite that. I think what you're gaining in offense uh, more than offsets what you're losing in defense. So I think that's yeah a worthwhile trade. Because we've seen the Pacers have one of the best defensive centers, and their defense is still not very good. Yeah. And one of the best defensive point guards off the bench. True. Maybe even the best. Got to be able to score. All right, I'll just run through some names. I'll do three at a time now, okay? Uh, Harrison Barnes, Kyle Lowry, Thad Young. Kyle Lowry, if he was under contract, would be a very good – the Pacers need creators. We talked about this earlier. He would be a very good player for the Pacers to have, but he's very he's 34 now. And $30 million right he's, now? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, his, his contract is expiring. But how do year. we get that contract? You trade uh, Miles Turner, McDermott, and, I don't know, Jeremy Lamb. That's well, I don't $34 million right there. And then maybe they throw in Chris Boucher. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something about Chris Boucher. You're not getting him. They're not getting Chris Boucher. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let Toronto trade him. Are they holding on to Pascal Siakam or Chris Boucher tighter? I mean, if it was me, it's Chris Boucher. But, uh, <laughs> if, you there's, know. if there's a Turner to Toronto trade, I think the guy you're looking at getting in return is uh, Powell. Yeah. Over Lowry, which would still be not not a bad pick. Powell would be a nice Pacers. little player. Yeah. Or he is a nice little player, but he'd be nice to have. Yeah. I want to be mad about that. Do you want to say anything about Thad Younger, Harrison Barnes? I like the Harrison Barnes prospect. Both having great years. Yeah. Yeah. I but just don't know how we'd get Harrison Barnes. I don't think we'd want Thad Young back either. I don't think we'd want Th- Thad Young back. I'm worried the Kings would package Bagley with Barnes. <laughs> you don't li- you don't want Bagley? Well, it, it just some injury stuff. Uh, going through a rough patch of play recently, so I don't. You're just getting into having to give up probably too much to get the guy you want plus a guy you're going to flip or not have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. Smart, no, because we don't need a third injured player. <laughs> That's true. But you have him moving forward. Great defensive player. But he's on your list. Offense, of I, can, I can leave it. Isn't <laughs> he on your list of it. worst players in the NBA, Austin? He is half-jokingly, but let me tell you something. If I'm rooting against Marcus Smart, in a game, I want him to shoot every time. Oh. Unless you're the Pacers. Unless you're the Pacers, that's true. <laughs> he always makes against the Pacers. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard much Chris Middleton talk. I heard on a podcast someone mentioning the idea of maybe trading Chris Middleton. Oh. Brooke Lopez, though. I've heard Brooke Lopez talk. I don't know who would want Brooke Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> He's having a bad year. And yeah. I don't see them moving Middleton. I'm yeah, I, I can't imagine that, that either. Yeah, um, Andre Drummond. No. But what if... Not. What if, though, the Pacers just completely tank, say, Cleveland, we'll give you every single guy on our team for Drummond and all of your picks? What if I think Cleveland would say no. What if he how, – how about this? I'll make a compromise with you. <laughs> if he hits the buyout market, then we can sign him for whatever the veteran minimum for him would be. Then, yeah, then, dude, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Then we'll do that. I'm okay with that. If the Pacers didn't at least try to do that, that'd be crazy because they see what he does against them. You see front office staff oftentimes going for guys that have played really good against them. And let me reiterate my point from earlier. The Cavs are currently saying, you know what? We're good. (laughs) (laughs) It's because he never played good against the Cavs, probably. Oh, yeah. You know, the uh, played good against us theory is the whole reason Byron Mullins got a contract with the Clippers. Really? Because, uh, yeah, he had a really good game with the sit when he was on the Sixers and Doc Rivers back when he was coach slash GM. I guess his rationale was, hey, this guy lit us up one game. Yeah, and that was a Doc Rivers thing is he'd always go for guys that played really good against the Clippers. Uh, also, a Doc Rivers thing was being a horrible GM. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrible. Uh, name a coach that's been a good GM slash coach. Red Auerbach. Oh, okay. Never mind. All right, let's move on. But he's also like the greatest coach of all time. Name another one. I'm not sure. (laughs) Popovich, a little bit, maybe. He he just has a voice. No, it's the one guy. I can't think of his name, but he just has a voice. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. But I can't imagine, like, were they actually the general managers? Because the general managers are also, like, overseeing all the marketing and advertising and all that stuff. Like, were they doing all of that, or were they just, like, in charge of player personnel? I don't think general managers. Like, 
stadium stuff well, too. Like they oversee it; they're not doing it. Yeah, but I mean, if they have to, like, can you really picture Stan Van Gundy no, having a voice in all of that stuff? That's why they they're bad at doing both roles because <laughs> the other job takes so much. Someone time. had to go to Stan Van Gundy and say, "Hey, like, I know you're busy coaching and finding players for the team and ruining this team, but." Um, do you think this uh, billboards would look really good? And like, what can we do to change it? Like, there no one's obviously it never was going to work unless you read Auerbach. Hey, but speaking of Stan Van Gundy, a name you didn't put on your list here is Brandon Ingram. Oh, could Brandon Ingram be traded? Ooh, interesting. Could he? I I mean, I think he's certainly he's not better than Zion. If I'm the Pelicans, I look at the Rockets and say, all right, how can we get Oladipo, maybe Eric Gordon, something because they would for sure like give a lot for Brandon Ingram right now. And the Rockets are ready to uh, dump some players. I don't think Brandon Ingram to the Pacers makes sense, but yeah, I think there is a chance to get traded. Yeah. To get a, a, another guy going forward with Zion or yeah, with Zion. Hey, if you could get something for, if you could get Brandon Ingram, you should do it. Yeah. Very good scorer of the basketball. Yeah. That's a nice pickup. Yeah. Almost a Pacer too. They, the Lakers offered Brandon Ingram and a pick for Paul George and we picked, uh, Sabonis and Oladipo, which in hindsight was better. Yeah, it worked out. But at the time, I remember being mad. I was like, why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> it's a pick. And Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Um, next, John Collins, Oladipo, Vucevic. Oladipo coming back? Oladipo's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Vuce, they said they're in classic Orlando Magic fashion. They're not going to trade Vucevic. The thing with Vuce <laughs> is, though, they have him locked down for – at least two more years after this. So they have time to trade him. And his contract is going down in value, which means his trade value is going to go up. So he's probably not even at his – I mean, I know he's playing very well. He made the All-Star game yeah. again. But his trade value is probably not even at its peak yet. So no to John Collins, no to Oladipo. Do you want anything to do with John Collins? I'd love him on the Pacers. I would love somebody yeah, needs to take John a chance Collins on him. John Collins is the only yes in that group. Not Oladipo. Not Oladipo. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened where someone got traded from a team to another team and then traded back? I wonder. I'm sure it has. That's not something in, we'd not really in have the to same research. Year. There's no way. Yeah, definitely not the same year. I'd have to look it up, but yeah. I'm sure it's happened before. Um, let's stay on the Magic train. Terrence Ross, Rudy, G uh, sorry, Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier. Fournier is hurt, so mm -hmm. no thanks there. But if you could get Evan Fournier, although his contract might be expiring. Here, so. I'm going to Google Fournier real quick. Let's see. I'm just kidding. Isn't that the joke? Don't Google Fournier. Isn't it something bad in French? I don't know. Because his, his Instagram description, it says, don't Google my name. This is why your uh, nickname is Kids. Because <laughs> you're doing all this kid stuff all the time. <laughs> hey, kid stuff. Yeah, We've all have. been there. Yeah. Um, Terrence Ross would be good. He's a, he's a creator and a shooter. Well, be fun. I don't, okay, I'm not going to call Terrence Ross a creator. I will say he <laughs> is a volume shooter. Hey, if you've scored 50 points in a game, you're a creator. <laughs> he created for himself. <laughs> it, that's what I'm saying. He's a, a shot I should have said shot creator. Okay, He's yeah, a shot creator, bad. yeah. Um, th maybe a better term would be playmaker. Did we switch the game from is this a good player? Is, is it now <laughs> is this a good player and not should the Pacers trade for them? Because we keep answering... Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, okay. Let's move back to where it was then. Uh, so, in that case, my answer to all the previous ones is no. They aren't good players? No, do not trade for them. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, I'm just going to read through this list. If you hear a name at the end, just say, like, hey, the Pacers should. As I, this is a long list, so I'm just going to rush through it. PJ Tucker, Nemanja Bajielka. <laughs> all right. You owe him an apology. <laughs> I apologize to Nemanja Bajielka. How do you even say his name? Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Oh, my gosh. I knew that, too. I even practiced before this podcast. <laughs> it's like, okay. You got Nemanja. By Jielka. Right? Yeah, because I remember Nemanja Vidic, who used to play for the Pacers. Um, John Wall, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr. Disrespectful that you even put Porter Jr. on here. He's a, he's, he's a trade piece. There's a lot of talk yeah, of Michael Porter come Jr. Come on. Come on. Aaron Gordon, Malik Beasley, Matisse Thibault, Jarrett Culver, Al Horford. Pacer great George Hill, Jeremy Grant, J.J. Redick, Kyle Kuzma, because he's probably on the trade market, JaVale McGee, hey, and Kevin Love. Why would Jeremy Grant be on here? Uh, if the Pistons want to get – I've seen some Jeremy Grant talk, but if the Pistons are just like, hey, let's just build around Sekou Demboya. <laughs> uh, I've seen some George Hill stuff, not to the Pacers, just so that he's a possible trade piece for the Bucs. He's had a nice year when he's, when he's played, and Al Horford. 
has yeah, been really, if the Thunder, really good. If I'm the Thunder, I trade my veterans who have been good this year. You know they don't have enough picks. You might as well go get some more. <laughs> they're they're building that young core though. They are, they are. With they're George not far Hill out of the playing game, I don't think. No, but like the, that's why the veterans are there to help oh, yeah, build yeah, the yeah. young core. So out of those guys, like some names that I think sound enticing, if I'm the Pacers, are Jarrett Culver, Matisse Thybul, um, not Aaron Gordon because we see his name every year as Pacer fans, but. Um, I'd love to get some younger guys to build around. Maybe move on from Aaron Holiday. Maybe commit to one center going forward. I don't. I don't know. What do you guys think? Any of those names stand out to you? I like Culver just because it seems like you could get him for about thirty cents on the dollar right now. Hasn't really had a great career, so f- it's only his second year. But uh, those guys coming from poorly run and coached teams, uh, and just poor, like poorly talented teams are always good i mean you look wiggins perfect example came from minnesota is playing much better he's still not an all-star caliber player which he was touted to be when he was drafted but is playing much better in golden state now that he's in in better horizons levine oh man zach levine zach levine was a coaching thing yeah uh really um but man, Zach Levine's one of my five favorite players now. Oh, really? You know the Bulls are better with him off the court. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing where analytics is wrong. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, back to your list. There's no way we're getting Thibault. Yeah. They're not moving him. I mean, it sounds like they're willing, but yeah. for James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying, because yeah. I, I didn't include Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero on this because. Nah. Yeah, they're they're available, but you have to give like a player that's ten yeah, times better than them combined. Way overpay for those guys right for now. whatever reason. For whatever reason. Uh, you did bring up one thing. I think if the Pacers make a trade right now, which I'm I don't think they will end up doing anything, but if they do, I think they'll look to move off of Holiday. He's obviously fallen out of favor with the coaching staff, so he's a guy I think you might see move for another just a role player to fill that hopefully we can get some more consistency out of. Yeah, he's been disappointing. Uh, our bench unit from last year, which included Sabonis, um, when he rotated over with the bench, were they were so good last year. It was McConnell, Holiday, um, Holiday, and McDermott plus Sabonis. And this year it hasn't been the same. And when they've been on the court, it's been different. And obviously we've had to start Justin Holiday and Doug mm-hmm. McDermott a lot too. So it's definitely shaking things up. TJ McConnell once started. And uh, well, Holiday he had a real rough stretch going into February uh, since middle of February his shooting numbers have actually rebounded a little bit and he's played better but he's not he ha- isn't earning his minutes back because Sumner has them Sumner's been playing right before him yeah in games which is crazy and so he might be another guy they might look to move as well if they're gonna if they need to trade something yeah I love Sumner I am rooting for him to get traded because I want him to go to an opportunity where he can play more mm-hmm and he's not getting it in Indy. No. Nah. If Aaron Holiday gets an opportunity somewhere else too, like I'll, I'll be excited for him. I want them obviously to be good in Indy, but I also want to root for them as as people too. So right. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think the Pacers are going to make a move this year. I I think they should consider it. I, I mean, we've been talking about this for however long. Well, here's the thing: they already they already did a blockbuster trade this year. That's true. So they're not historically known as the team that's going out there and doing all this stuff all the time. So. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because I bet we can't even trade for Oladipo timing-wise. Is he even going to be available after the trade deadline? Uh, or before the trade deadline? Yeah, I believe so. Really? Okay, I don't know how the timing works out with that whole thing, but yeah, you're right. We did make a blockbuster trade this year, um, and I'm sure, too, like the Pacers won't want to trade a lot of their guys or any of their guys because they don't know what this team's going to look like yet. But we've also been hearing this excuse for years from the Pacers. Like, we don't know what this team's going to look like yet because of injuries. Well, to be fair, we've never known what these yeah, teams exactly, are going to look but like. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, I don't think that's I – I don't think we're making a move because of that. But I also never think that mentality is going to change yeah. with the Pacers. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Well, all right, Jack and Breezy, do you all have any closing thoughts after this pod today. Closing thoughts. I would always like to remind our listeners I am a thought. <laughs> <laughs> but are you a closing thought? I do close. I do always close. ABC. Always be closing. Oh. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> um, 
My closing thought, no, I I mean I was gonna say that Austin's a thought, but someone already said that, so Classic it's like uh, it's like in like in <laughs> Eight Mile when he does all the raps about himself that the other guy was gonna do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing scene. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. we might have to watch that after this. No, nope. I'll cancel your plans, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well that's gonna do it for us this week. As always, this is Jeremy, and with me, Jack and Breezy. Thanks, guys. We'll see everybody next week. Peace out. I'm a thought. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.